Arthur Balford, the team of the Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making his monthly appearance on the program. It's his monthly appearance. He's a contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball and a flaneur of the immoral, Dane Perry. Dane Perry is the guest. And as is customary of Perry's appearances on Fangraphs Audio, this one contains less analysis of the pastime than it does analysis of Dane's awful choices in life. Now, if you've come to the program looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of Fangraphs, do not continue listening. Do not. Instead, draw your attention either to Dave Cameron's weekly appearances in the program, during which he analyzes all baseball, or lead prospect analyst Eric Longenhagen's bi-weekly appearances, during which he analyzes all prospects. No, what one finds here is something completely different and deeply unimportant. As for the sponsor's message for this episode, there is none. If there were, it would be for SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com, but there is none. So instead, I take you to the conversation with Dane Perry post-haste. What is it? It's Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? That same Dane Perry. And when does it begin? Right now. You're about to deliver an oratory. Yes, I, I've got some. Uh, I've got some thoughts. I need to thunder to the people. Would you consider yourself a modern day Demosthenes? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I'm not sure I do either. But I believe he yeah. was. Well, oh, surprising. I believe he was a noted orator. I know Cicero. Yep. Then isn't he the one who talked so much they cut out his tongue? Mm, I don't. No, I don't know. I do know that his name is uh, Kikoro. Or, or in, in, I get well. Who knows? Uh, so I'm mispronouncing it. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I think we we definitely say Cicero. But I believe that his name. That's not like his. Uh, that's not like his. The name his parents gave him. You know, that was a maybe some sort of nickname. Well, I could be lying about that too. But I do know that it's supposed to be um, somehow relevant to a chickpea size. Kikoro means chickpea in Latin. Anyway, I'm going to save you from this tangent here. Um, Get a ward on his nose, is my point. Yeah. Uh, the unimpeachable Wikipedia uh, says that uh, Cicero had his tongue jabbed with a hairpin repeatedly. That's not that's not going to feel good, is it? No, I wouldn't think so. Would, but, you, would you trade that, Dane, yeah. if you were given certain knowledge that your works would span time? No. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> no. I have, I have zero interest in any sort of writerly legacy that uh, extends beyond my time on this earth. Do you... Have Perfectly you, fine being forgotten. Have you ever had such interest? Sure. Yeah. yeah. In my idiotic 20s, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of believed in... Yeah. yeah, not anymore. Nah, right, he's got time for that. Um, some people, but presumably, I do agree with you that the, and I still absolutely suffer from it. Uh, but I also recognize the absurdity of it, which is sort of the, that's called that's called being a man. I think. Uh, is it? Yeah, I think maybe. Okay. And but in any case, uh, yeah, there's no there's no utility. There's no utility in your name lasting beyond you. That's true. I guess what you want to, it, it would be for the sake of a type of immortality, but not the not the most important kind. <laughs> <laughs> There's really one sort of immortality. As long as I'm not widely reviled uh, <laughs> at the time of my passing, I guess that's fine. You do you know? have a, do you have enough power? Do you think to be widely reviled, or do you just mean like among I mean, like if I flipped out and did something, and I was remembered as you know the guy who did that thing. You right. know, you, know. you mean like, you know, I a... plans for that? <laughs> alert our federal listeners. Yeah, no you don't... that whatsoever. No, you don't have plans of that. No, no, no. If that happens, I will know. I you know then just assume I am no longer at the wheel. And take you down? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Oh. Do you 
It, how long has it been your ambition to die from a sniper's bullet, Dan? <laughs> I'd say uh, probably since the 79 Sugar Bowl. <laughs> which featured which which teams? I don't know. I think Alabama and Penn State. I just sort of pulled that out. There's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the Alabama and Penn State, one of the Alabama and Penn State Sugar Bowls. Yeah. Might have even been one when the uh, when Barry Krause had the uh, goal line stand <laughs> to secure the win for awfulest Alabama. You know, you are exactly right. It uh, it did feature Penn State in Alabama. Good. Ah, how about that recall? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Very good. Played as always. Call me Doctor Sugar Bowl. <laughs> Played as always at what venue, Dane? Superdome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to keep going through the – I'm not going to go through the whole thing. No, I attended uh, – we would on occasion attend the Bowl of Sugar. Mm-hmm. And I was at the 1980 Sugar Bowl when Georgia and uh, uh, Notre Dame played, and Georgia won the national championship as a result of their triumph in that contest. Okay, yeah. Now, back at and that – And I'm not through – with my story. <laughs> and, and I believe this, uh, what we'll call a football maneuver, was uh, illegalized after this game. But at one point, and this is, of course, if memory serves, because uh, someone will Google it and prove me wrong, um, Georgia blocked a field goal essentially by one of the linemen remained in a three-point or maybe even four-point stance. And one of the, uh, you know, back guys, linebacker or whatever, yeah. ran up and leapt off his back, like while he was in that three-point stance, yeah. and blocked a field goal as a result of vaulting himself off the lineman. How how common, <coughs> to your clouded memory, Dane, Yes. how common was that maneuver before it was outlawed? I mean, I was like eight, so mm-hmm. it's not like I'm going to have, you know, a command of that tactic. Yeah. Sistuli. Yeah, I think it should have. I think it should have been utilized every time. I, you know, one would think. Mm-hmm. One would think. Yeah. 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 One it, would think. If nothing else, it was. Uh, I would think an impressive level of pain tolerance on the part of the lineman to have a guy with cleats. Uh, you know, it's artificial surface, so probably not spikes, <laughs> but uh, cleats of some nature leap off his back. You know, I wasn't going to ask you this question at all, but could you just relive for us, you know, just within a minute of the time that you were hit <laughs> in the football game by the guy who went on to play some uh, D1 program? At the University of Miami. Well, yeah. Do you have uh, a one-minute version of that story? <laughs> I was uh, I was a uh, playing safety, as I recall. This was during practice, so not during a game, so uh, it was not sanctioned humiliation. <laughs> um, and there was an interception, and the flow of play reversed. I reversed with the flow of play, looking to perhaps make a block or something. And this gentleman, Dietrich Clausel, who went on to play tight end for the University of Miami, was much larger, much more powerful uh, than I Better? Uh, oh god, yeah. I mean, better in other in every way. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does your Does your brother invite him up to his estate more often than he invites you? Um, here's 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 the way in which you've just ruined the story. <laughs> Dietrich oh, has, oh. has passed away. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so All right. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, he uh, was he, he was he is it because he was. Um, I'll make a joke. If you're going to make a joke about his death, um, I'm going to fly to whatever awful state you're in and punch you in the <laughs> teeth. Okay. Um, Noted. Okay. I've written it down in. I've yes, written it down yeah. in, the, in the minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes. The parliamentarian will allow it. <laughs> um. He, uh, yeah, he was uh, going uh, with the original direction of play. I did not see him. He absolutely atom bombed me. <laughs> um, I went flying, uh, mouthpiece out, chin strap came off, collapsed in a heap, 
And, and this is, and knocked the wind out of me and I was making the kind of noises you make when the wind is knocked out of you trying to get your breath because you think you're dying. <laughs> They're not dignified noises. No. More like a, uh, sort of like a, uh, a, a uh, crabby piggy. Um, something of that nature. Right. I was just going to say if, when you get a hog by the tail. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. A, a pig giving a speech at the RNC. <laughs> um, and the, uh, the coach who was going to attend to me, uh, could not complete his duties fully because he was laughing at the noises I was making. <laughs> because it, it remains to this day the most pain I've ever been in. Right. I mean, it was absolutely. And, uh, in, in keeping with the spirit of the times, I was told to run laps until I felt better. <laughs> Do you think you were concussed? What sort of pain? In, in, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it went so far beyond being concussed. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was, you know, it was probably like being hit by a three wheeler or something, you know. <laughs> Were you, did was did your spirit leave your body and look back down at you on the ground? Yeah, I, I possibly did have an out of body experience. And if so, did your soul join in laughing you you as well? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> My soul was trying to help me, but it was laughing at the noise though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I do like that story. How long did the pain last? I I mean I was I mean I honestly felt like. Uh, I've never been in a serious car accident, but I've been in one where, you know, you, you're bruised and whatever afterward. Yeah. And you feel it for a couple of weeks. And this was so much worse than that. <laughs> I mean, like my entire torso, just, I've, you know, it felt like the guy who takes a cannonball to the stomach or something. He just, yeah, he absolutely blew me up. Was it, is this, was this a problem? I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like he was good. Dietrich Clausel. He was excellent, yeah. Right. He's, I mean, he was—he had genuine concern about me. He was not like one of these, you know. He wasn't hot dogging over you. No, that, not that kind of thing. Yeah. Did you? Do you he, think that he kind of felt like he had—he had just hit a child a little bit, <laughs> like that regret that you imagine people have when they realize? Now, understandably, I know, of course, I—I yeah. I don't condone the, the beating of children. Sure, of course. But I do know the. I do know the terror of which they're capable. Right. Yes. Yes. And I know that um, had I not driven, had I not, you know, grown up, you know, with being constantly reminded that it was a terrible thing to do. Yeah. um, It would be easy. He probably had a thought like, thank God I didn't actually hit him. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think he? Do you think he was starting to think about any lawyers he might know or his family might know? <laughs> the murder. These are different times, Stilly. Right. Yeah. I was actually. I had cause to think of. I, I think I, probably my dad would have sued me before sued him. Yeah. <laughs> For general weakness. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I I had. We were talking about the Sugar Bowl. I had occasion to uh, to do some Google Google mapping. Website research. What's this? Website research. Website research. I was. I went. I visited one of the parishes because uh, I've been. I was listening to some music by Blind Uncle Gaspard. <laughs> Blind Uncle Gaspard, who was a he was a Cajun bluesman. Clearly, yeah. And I've all I, have Blind Uncle Gaspard, though. What's this? We all have a Blind Uncle Gaspard. <laughs> we do. Yeah. You know how it is. His, yes, his name was Alcide Gaspard or Gaspard or whatever. Born in Dupont, in Avoyel. I don't know how they say it in Louisiana. Avoyel Parish in Louisiana. So I did a little website research by way of Google Maps, and I, I, I zoomed into a couple of local superettes. A superette is a superette is a term that is definitely used for a convenience store in Quebec. Now, okay. I don't even know if it's used in France though. Yeah, I'm. Not a term I would use. No, and he died. He died. He died. He died suddenly, but of unknown causes. On the football field? No, <laughs> in Plaucheville, Louisiana, which is not not too far from Dupont. Mm, I see. Blind Uncle Gaspard. Yeah. Was not easy for him. Really could have just stopped that story with the mention of the name. 
You're done that. You were done after that. Yeah, I mean that was kind of a downhill from. Do you have you spent any time in Cajun, Louisiana? Yes, I grew up, you know, hour and a half from New Orleans. So right. So yeah. what is it? Uh, what is it like there? Uh, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I will say something that will get me in trouble because I'm not a fan of uh, of the air of that region. Of that region, and mm-hmm. it's not, not, not. This is not like urban elitism. No, this, this is this, this is, is Mississippian talking shit about Louisiana. Right. That is, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It all, it all evokes memories of LSU football, and you know, yeah. You didn't care for that. I, you know, I, I, I'll say this. I, uh, uh, they're just awful. What about like like Cajun culture generally? Is that is that sort of part of parcel? Music's trash, but it's you know I mean, man, everything has the same kind of seasoning on it. Yeah, it's it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you ever hear any French spoken there? No. No. Okay. I don't. I, I think you're overrating the authenticity there. Really. Yeah. Well, I, I think New Orleans has some pretty buildings. How about that? Okay. I think that that area, though, I mean, I did believe it was French-speaking at one point, because I could tell you, for example... Sure, yes, being settled by the French. I'm sure it was French-speaking at one point. Blind Uncle Gaspard, who died in 1930-whatever, he mm-hmm. his music is French. He okay. Sang, he sang in French. Terrific. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. converse, this portion of the conversation is ending, Dane. Good, good. I'm ready to move on from the Louisiana Power Hour. Yeah. <laughs> we uh we it's been about a month uh since we spoke, Dane. In the meantime in the meantime, Dane, I've transplanted some tomato seedlings. Uh oh. Basil seedlings. Wow. I hey. you know, I gotta, I gotta say, it's your first foray into gardening, which I assume this is. Yes. Um I'm impressed that you're you're starting from seed. Uh yeah, on some, most things they say everything except kale. I but we did we just happened to see some kale seedlings somewhere. About that, and I'm uh yeah, but it, it you you would you should be more impressed if I actually if I actually had any hope that it, the project would be a success. Do you see okay. what I'm saying? You're like oh be, because you you're assuming that I plan to end up with tomatoes, right? Sure, and end up with basil. Sure. That was never really the intention. The intention was to see where along this process will I kill yeah. this vegetation, <laughs> or or will I neglect it to such a degree that you know either it withers or it uh, is eaten by some you know sort of insect or other pest. Right. Uh, we are we do have some problems with flea beetles outside. Flea beetles. I'm not, I'm not familiar. It. I was not either. But I saw them. They just—they like kale. It looks like. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so a bunch of aphids. A bunch of aphids. Although I have noticed that the birds have started landing in the in the, uh, the raised beds we have here. And, okay. And uh, they—I think they are probably eating the insects. Would be my guess. Have you uh, have you looked into investing in one of those owl statues to scare off birds? No, the birds are the only thing that's helping, I think, at this point. Oh, the birds, I see. Okay. The birds, I believe, are eating the insects. I think that's what's happening. Do Fair birds enough. eat insects? I'm sure they do. They eat worms. Maybe they eat spiders. I don't know. There are a, bundle, there are a lot of spiders. Wait, aphids you're talking about? Aphids, right? Small green insects. Yeah, don't the uh, – I think you need ladybugs to get rid of this, don't you? No, oh, I'll dump some ladybugs out there later. Yeah, get your get your box of ladybugs. <laughs> hey buddy, hey buddy, go get a box of ladybugs. That uh, sounds like a jam band kind of box of ladybugs. Box of ladybugs? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I would not go see them because jam bands are, are shit, But yeah, but did you hear their their concert album in Altamont? Oh, when they played fish. Yeah. Eighty-seven, ninety-seven. Yeah, they do it every ten years. Ninety-seven. Tremendous. 2007. 2017 is the next. I got it. I got it. I got yep. It. So that's going well, though, Dane. I just want to... to Good. So are you pleased with your decision so far? To... To purchase a home. Oh, yeah. I like it quite a bit. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. It has not been very expensive. Do you ever... 
stand out on the back porch or whatever you have that's like that and, and survey what is yours with a drink in your hand? I, I, in fact, my wife and I have uh, begun a practice, let's say roughly every other day. We uh-huh. will bring out some folding chairs. Good, good. We will position good. them so that the three raised beds are in full view. Okay. <laughs> and we will we will drink either some um, some either lower shelf rosé. Lower shelf. Or some lowest shelf box Pinot Grigio. Ooh, yeah. And we'll do that for about a half hour. I will actually, I will say the Boda box Pinot Grigio is pretty good. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't scoffing at the box. So yeah. Some damn box wine. It was a Pinot Grigio. I was, I was, uh... Not a Grigio man, huh? I'm, I, I'm, I like the reds. Still like okay. Yeah. Okay. So are you, so you're saying you are now and have been a member of the Communist Party? Is that what you're declaring on this Correct. program? Correct. Yes. Our For the Lord. benefit of federal authorities? Yep. Well, they're already on to me because of the prediction that I'll take a hostage. Yeah. <laughs> Do you consider, or does your son consider himself a hostage at all times? Uh, probably, yeah. 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 Yeah, he would like to do what he wants to do. Sure. I was going to ask you this question. <clears throat> I um, so looking over my dog now, who's on the couch. She yeah. she's a bit. Um, she's suffering from some unnamed malady at the point, at the uh, at the moment. Yesterday, okay. a bunch of things happened, some of which are too boring to recount. But the point is that yesterday she was very lethargic. Okay. And she but her energy level increased during the day. She also happened to have at the late afternoon. Already planned, anyway, a, a first meeting to the vet in our new town. Oh, okay. Where she received a couple of vaccines, one for kennel cough, one which is the first half of the Lyme disease vaccine. Sure. She became lethargic once again last night. And this morning she woke up, and not only is she lethargic, but she also appears to be limping a little bit. Okay. It could be any number of ailments. She's been going to the dog park quite a bit and running around hard. She also did get a vaccine, and that could be responsible. But I do have the overwhelming feeling that I am to blame and that I am the one ruining this young dog's life. She's probably just sore from where she had the injection. Yeah, that might yeah, that be. May. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, but it's, it's, it breaks my heart to look at her. But I was going to ask you, Dane. She'll be fine. I was going to ask you. Yeah. What is the moment... During your career as a parent, as a father, okay. what is the moment where you felt closest to the point where you, you were like, I have – and I, I'm not talking emotionally. Where have you imper- – at what point have you imperiled your son the most? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, number two Okay. is uh, – I mean, there, I mean, there's there's always kinds of incidents where a child almost kills himself, but it's not always, you know, your fault. Right. Yeah. It would, it, like, are you talking about now? Are with these situations would it be considered neglect, or it's just like this is what the kid was going to do regardless? A couple would be considered like mere oversight, mm-hmm. and one would be considered criminal neglect. <laughs> There was all right, one, okay, he, uh, we had a mirror on top of our dresser, which should have been secured to the wall, but was not. And he was pulling himself up on the dresser and did it too hard. This is when he was like, I don't even know, two or something, 18 months. Now, is he, this just like a small eight and a half by 11 mirror? No, no. I'm talking about a monster. <laughs> and the mirror, like, slid down the front of the dresser and, like, ramped off as though, like, going off a uh, a ski jump or something and just, like, crushed him. Just, like, <laughs> pinned him under, uh, like, right on the gut, like, right on the ribs. Just smashed him to the floor. Uh, assumed, you know, obviously you assume the worst and something like that. Yeah. Now, did the, did the glass break? No, it was... No, it did not. Okay. That was I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me, but yeah, that would have been awful too. No. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. The rain of glass. Yeah, I mean it was a very sturdy frame, yeah. so and a carpeted floor, so that helped. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, but mostly I was worried about the weight of that gigantic mirror. Um, 
pinning him to the floor. And what was the result? Uh, he, he like flipped out, but did so silently, which is kind of the horrifying, you know? Okay, yeah. Rather him scream, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I called, uh, you know, family hero, my brother, the pediatrician, mm-hmm. and was like, ah, I'll be fine. Oh, okay, and, yeah. Yeah, and just told me some things to watch for, but that could have been much worse. Um, uh, I hit him in the face with a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Probably inside of two years ago. Um, the ground was wet. It was getting dark. We should not have been. We should. We should have gone home before that. Um, You're too in love with the game, Dane. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I plunked him right in the face, and he was indeed scared of the ball for about the next month. Wow, you Kevin Seitzered your own son. I did. Yeah. Oh but my God. Yeah. That. And uh, and I mean, obviously, I was not. You know. Rearing back and throwing as hard as I can, but it was uh, flush on the cheek, so I was concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, concern immediately. You know, the two concerns when you severely injure your child is is he okay? And then I need to get my story straight for my wife here. So that was, but she was she was fine. The third were there stitches? Were, could you see stitches in his face or any sort of? Uh... Oh, yeah, he definitely had a welt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, you could not make out the. Uh, I did not crack the radar gun with that pitch. Okay, so. yeah. Now, um, was it sort of a cut piece that you'd thrown him? Uh, you know, I sort of do a uh, cutter grip anyway. It's what I tend to have the most control over. Mm-hmm. Although not in this instance. <laughs> no. Yeah. Or so. maybe yeah. absolutely precise control, Dane. Yes. Now, Freud might suggest the other one. No. Nothing like that, so still. No, he might. He might. The other one it. that would have landed us in the news cycle <laughs> was basically uh, we were visiting friends in Toronto, um, and the boys, their son and ours, were were playing in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we. As a group of consenting adults, partook of marijuana. <laughs> um, and we were we were up on the second level watching over the backyard with their plane. Right. Um, in the course of this, another friend came over to join us <laughs> at the marijuana party <laughs> and left the screen door open, which was, which had been locked. Okay. Yeah. Out to the front. Yes, to the front. Now, do we? Have, is it uh, facing a street? Yes. Busy street. Busy street in, in Toronto. Yes. Toronto. Um. So eventually, the inevitable question is, where did the boys go? <laughs> and they, they're like, he's like three at this time, or something, and the other kid's like four. And uh, that could be wrong, but that's in my head. That's what I think they were. Um, so we obviously begin looking around, trying to remain calm, and don't see them. And then someone sees the screen door, which had been locked, open. Your dumb friend. Dumb friend. Yeah. Now, did your friend have kids? No, of course yeah, not. Of course not. Yeah. It's not my friend. It's some Canadian person who showed up. Canadian people don't have kids. Right. There's no kids in Canada. There are no kids in Canada. They kind of conduct themselves like the shakers, like people just join. Correct. You know? So we, uh. But the wood furniture is to die for. Alright. So as I was, uh. You know, so we were checking the perimeter, uh, did not see them, then saw that screen door open, mm-hmm. and went outside, getting frantic at this point, obviously. Um, and a neighbor says, Are you looking for two little boys? <laughs> and I said, Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh,. He said they went that way <laughs> down the sidewalk. Now I should mention that we were this house was located right in the heart of uh, an ongoing protest for a WTO conference <laughs> that was going on in Toronto at the time. Yeah. Uh, so basically, if they make the corner. They're going to be in the heart of angry hippies. Yeah. They're going to become radicalized. Right. (laughs) Yes. They would have become immediately radicalized and insufferable. Yeah. 
Um, the, I make them out like way down the street, way down the street. And I am uh, barefoot, and I commence probably the fastest sprint of my life. Now, how are they walking? Are they walking like two English gentlemen? They're just like waddling around, you know, going down the streets of Toronto. (laughs) So I break into a sprint barefoot uh, down the sidewalk, almost take out a lady who's unsuspectingly coming out of her home, and uh, I scoop them up as they're crossing the street. (laughs) At a crosswalk? Street. Wow. What's that? At a crosswalk? No, they just like wandered in the street because they saw something on the other side of the street. Now this, I don't want to overstate it. This was a neighborhood street, so it's not like a you know busy Toronto intersection. Now if they'd made the corner, yeah. <laughs> so I scooped them up. Uh, we remained calm, my wife and I. The mother of the other young boy absolutely flips out and makes everything worse. Just oh, like no. the, boy, the boys are fine. They realize they've done something they probably shouldn't do. But she runs up just screaming and crying hysterically, and that sets them off. And that, yeah, made everything worse. So, Everyone starts crying. Yeah. So if you can imagine if these, you know, boys get lost, if they make the corner, it's entirely possible I don't find them because it's, you know, chaos around the corner. Uh, you can imagine, you know, parents in Toronto smoking illegal street drugs lose children. In WTO conference, so you would not have been allowed. You would not have been. You would have been exiled from the United States for all your weed smoking, child neglect, and right. protesting in Canada. In Canada, mm-hmm. yes. yes. Ugh. Yes. Do you know that if you were? Yeah. This all. This is my wife's fault because I didn't even want to go. <laughs> oh yes. Did an argument commence between you and your wife? <laughs> that's not the time to. That's not the time to apportion blame. No. <laughs> Yeah, what was the what was the dialogue between your what? Because it seems as though you were both roughly this similar amounts culpable in this case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even think she was smoking, so I was probably more culpable. Did you, or or maybe she was more culpable because? Yeah, she. That's true. She should have been the one. She was the sober one. Yeah. No, she is a very calm, sweet lady, and mm-hmm. she was very composed, and yeah. uh, yeah. uh, was a rock. So, yeah. yeah, there was no flipping out on our end. Her friends? Uh, her friend, well, well one, the main friend of the house we were staying at was the mother of the, uh, of the child. Mother of the child, yeah. And she obviously flipped out completely. Yeah, she did. Have they moved? Have they moved to suburban Toronto? I don't think so. Her boyfriend, the father of the child, um, told me during one, he, he, was going to a, he played soccer, mm-hmm. going to a game, and told me with an earshot of his wife and child, uh, not girlfriend and child, this is all I have. <laughs> Talking about going to play soccer. That guy's on an island. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow. Anyway, I never want to go back there because it's a sweaty hippie home, and yeah, unpleasant memories there as well. So yeah. Toronto specifically, or Toronto? That's how I almost became a, a focus of a package by Nancy Grace. <laughs> Liberal Americans in yeah. Canada. And it would have come out, it would have somehow come out that we were there to protest the World Trade Organization or something. Yeah. And we were smoking drugs and lost our child. Well, yeah. Yeah. A lot of that is accurate. Yeah, that, the, the last two parts are true. <laughs> you were smoking drugs and lost your child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> That's great, Dane. Uh, let's see. Uh, diverting from that, we uh, we do not, of course, uh, because I know that it's, it's a strain on you emotionally, Dane. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. physically, definitely emotionally. Okay. We do not ever. Uh, we do not participate in question time anymore. Question time. <laughs> It's just annoying. I mean, I wouldn't oversell it like that. Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we do not participate in question time. You agree? Question time. I mean, you know, I'm not going to completely rule it out for the future, but it's not something I. Uh, it's not on my uh, my radar presently. Right. Well, uh, however, uh, someone keep talking while I make some breakfast. Someone from the internet named Eric Hartman. Okay. And he's more than someone. I'm sure he's special. 
special to someone. He uh, um, he did submit a question, or he's asked if he could, and I said it's fine. I guess, yeah. Uh, I can't guarantee Dane's gonna gonna answer it. One is fine, I guess. He says, which of your uh, this is writes Eric Hartman, which of uh, your childhood dreams was most embarrassing? Which of your childhood dreams? Childhood dreams. I don't know if that was like a nighttime dream or an aspiration, like a life aspiration. That's gonna be my question. It's your question. No, I mean I, I don't. I don't I'm not sure whether he's talking about like a sleepy time dream yeah. or what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. I think I'll go with the first version. Sleepy time dream, Dan? Time dream. No. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me retrieve the blueberries. Still you say on. you're making breakfast, Dan? I'm going to have something to eat. Still on. Is this, uh, yeah. is this 11s that you're currently participating in? What? 11s. I don't know what that means. I believe that's a British meal. And sort of like a late morning snack. Elevenses. Uh, I'm almost positive. Okay. I'll sure, man. Alright, so alright. The winning touchdown in the nineteen seventy nine Super Bowl was scored by Major Ogilvy. Was it really? Yeah. Super Bowl? Did you Sugar say- Bowl, sorry. Sugar Bowl. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Major Ogilvy. Major Ogilvy. I think he was was he number forty two? Wow. Um, I can find that information, Dane. Sorry, yeah, I don't, please I don't, do. Please I don't, do. I don't have it with me. I remember Major Will. Major Ogilvy. Major Ogilvy. Are you are you are you researching this? Sister? Yeah, but go. You you start. All right. Um, my first. Yes, wrong. number forty-two. Uh, come on, give it up. How about yeah, yeah, give it up. Yeah, how about that? He had uh, he had era appropriate padding. Yeah, he had gigantic shoulder pads. Basically. Yeah, he did. Did yeah. he have a neck roll? Mm, did not appear from this picture that he did. Mostly linebackers had those. Yeah. yeah, the boss yeah, the boss had a neck roll. I think that was also the era of the tearaway jersey. That's what he was. All, he was also wearing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the era of the tearaway jersey? I do. Yeah, I do. I I know that. Uh, I could probably be seen on more than one occasion wearing a midriff length tearaway jersey <laughs> and maybe some jams, jam shorts. Whoa. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I had a shirt without sleeves that had some simulation bird poo on it okay. and and written in cool cursive lettering, damn seagulls. Wow. Yeah. It's not bad, man. It had no sleeves, but it did have simulation bird poo. Yeah, well. Pick your poison. You gotta have one or the other. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my first erotic dream. Oh my! Oh yes. At least that I remember. Yeah. May have been one before this. He did not specifically st- stipulate erotic dream, but that. I know that. I know that. But this ties into. I wouldn't even call it embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But it's just. I'll call it unfortunate. Yeah. Um, for no discernible reason, it was about Sally Struthers. Yeah. Yeah, it was. The dream was. Yeah, the dream. And this was, uh, this is a wasted, I mean, this, no offense to her. She's a lovely person, I'm sure, and I'm sure that I would not be her first choice mm-hmm. as the subject of neurotic dream. But Sally Struthers is not – I've never had any thing for her. Right. She just happened to – she, she was, was there. A, she was – yeah, a dream. And I was probably, I don't know, 12 maybe? You were 12, yeah. And, and your, your mind went to Sally Struthers first. Yes. So I don't even know if I would term that embarrassing, but that's uh... – Now, was your second erotic dream, did that, uh, did that feature Carol O'Connor? And then did you consi- did you proceed through the rest of the cast of TV's Archie Bunker? Uh so many so many meathead dreams. <laughs> so many. Rob Reiner took me to places. <laughs> yeah, there were there were a lot of good ones. Uh, a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. All in the family. Yeah. All in the you went you went all in the family. I don't know what that means. 
I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, so Sally so Struthers was there. Should do us this time. Should do us for this episode. <laughs> okay. Gene Stapleton. <laughs> oh man, I would disappoint her. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. Yep. <clears throat> Gene Stapleton was alive till pretty recently. Uh, that sounds accurate. Yeah, yeah. She made it to ninety. Pretty good for Gene Stapleton. Yeah, yeah. She probably, she probably smoked. Uh, might have smoked. Yeah. Yeah. Nutritious. What do you call, what do you say? What do you say about them, Dane? Wholesome, nutritious cigarettes. Wholesome, nutritious. Yeah. Or wholesome and restorative cigarettes. It's true. One of my favorite phrases from any of the Woodhouse novels, although I think it, they occur most frequently in the Smith ones, he says uh, about. He said uh, Smith is always suggesting that it's time to restore the tissues. You got to restore the tissues, and restore mostly what he means, tissues. huh? I could buy that. And you got to. It's mostly by. It's mostly by drinking, with a light snack. That's mostly how you uh, do that. It's mostly how you do it. I'm reading an email about. Uh, I get these uh, completely mistargeted. PR emails. Yeah. And this one is for a... This is the smallest and most powerful Wi-Fi smart camera controller in the market. That's impressive. But the gentleman's name mm-hmm. is Oliver Sun. Oliver Sun. S-U-N. Oh. Yeah. That's a good name. Oh, I did a man thing recently, Dane. Yeah? Well, first of all, let me say what the man thing led to. Did you take Sally Struthers to the heights of pleasure? No. I did discover that all along, Dane, uh-huh. I have been using a sink plunger on the toilet. And uh, Wait, so, oh. <laughs> because when you see... a sink plunger? You can just use the regular plunger. A sink plunger. Why do you have a sink plunger? Because I think if you just go to a store... That is not a hardware store, and you and you look for the plungers. You get a sink plunger. Yeah, you're just, talking about the one with like the clay-colored bowl at the bottom of it. Where yeah, you, right. The yeah. problem is if you use it in the toilet, Dane. Oh. You push through so that the umbrella-like structure inverts, like a like an umbrella in a stiff breeze. Yes. And then when you want to repair it. It's not really repair it, but put it back in its normal state so that you can once again. Toilet water on your face. Huh? It splashes toilet water on your face. It does. (laughs) It does. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, uh, so I. I'm familiar with this gentleman's malady. (laughs) Yes. Toilet face. So. Now, previously, Dane, um, when, uh, the toilet. Hashtag toilet water blast field. <laughs> it's the it's not the it's the second best kind of odd odo toilette, Dane. Yes. Mm, it so recently, Dane, I had occasion to use a plunger on the toilet. Through <laughs> mm-hmm. Through my own. <laughs> Did you, is this after you dropped off what could be termed a dangerous payload? <laughs> it was. Um, don't know. I don't know how it happened, uh-huh. but it did, and it was. It was a more productive bowel movement <laughs> than. Uh, than I'm typically responsible for. And I proceeded to use, like an idiot, Dane, uh-huh. a sink a sink plunger <laughs> on the toilet. And not only and, and not only uh, did it have little effect in terms of repairing the toilet right. and also get <laughs> that very special Add a toilette uh-huh. on my face and also the area surrounding the toilet. You hit a hashtag poo splash. <laughs> I also broke the plunger. Good. Yeah. 
clerk all around. And so I had to go, I had to leave the toilet clogged <laughs> and go to the hardware store and buy the, pro- buy the appropriate item. Good for you. Yeah, at which point when I returned, uh, I remedied the situation almost instantly. You know why? Why? How? I, I had why? the right tool for the job, Dane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I've been, on a number of occasions, I've been suspicious that buying a more job-specific tool mm-hmm. will actually bring about results. Yes. And in almost every case, I have been proven, my doubt has been proven wrong, essentially. Mm, interesting. Having the right tool for the job is important. Now, now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Would you object to being called dangerous payload? <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't think I don't I think it would miss the mark is my point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that this I don't think that that's something for which I would be known. You know what How I'm saying? About dangerous butt payload. <laughs> have you Dane have you ever clogged a public toilet? A public toilet. That's a public toilet. Because those those are you they know, usually have some they're typically they're, equipped to handle dangerous payloads. <laughs> yes, they are. Well, certainly like, uh, like having like if you ever come across a plug toilet in an airport, yeah, that's tough to do. Whoever's responsible for that, yeah, should I mean they should have left immediately to go see a doctor. They should get to go to the White House, <laughs> like a sports team. <laughs> Shake automatic, hands with automatic glad handing with the president if you clog an airport toilet. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. <laughs> You get the dangerous payload award for 2016. <laughs> the hub airport, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, if you clog a toilet in Wichita, it's one thing. But if you at O'Hare, if you payload up at O'Hare, <laughs> oh boy. Now at O'Hare, what they will do is, if if a custodian finds a clogged toilet, yeah, he will actually. He will – not only are the custodians there trained to yeah. clean toilets, right. which to be honest, a lot of a lot of people can do. A lot of adults can do that kind of work. Sure. But they're also trained to capture a sample right. of the stool Say sample. Yeah. and perform some DNA testing. Yeah. It's a, it's a specialized job. You yeah. need to have the yeah. – you need to have the you know sort of n- these native adult skills and also the tolerance for human waste – but also the scientific training to um, meticulously handle a stool sample. If you've flown domestically, the TSA has your poo. <laughs> it has a database sample, yeah. And what about flown internationally? Uh, all bets are off. Yeah. yeah. Butros Gali. Butros, Butros Gali himself. Butros Gali. <laughs> himself, he, he, has a, uh, he has an entire bunker. Yeah. Full of famous world poos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Brexit was over. The Pretty much the EU's insistence on uh, some uniformity among international poo samples. <laughs> well, That's all that, it was about. Nigel Farage was indignant <laughs> after, he could be, <laughs> after he found someone digging through his poo. Yes. This is a small matter. Yeah. People take the dangerous payload award very seriously. BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed slide slideshow, the top ten reasons for Brexit that you didn't know. Number six will shock you. Right. Nigel Farage's poo. Click. <laughs> and there's a picture of a coil. <laughs> <clears throat> I was reflecting on this. Here's the thing. Um, performing bowel movements, Dane, yes. is part of everyone's life. By definition, if it's not, you should see a doctor. Sure. Ha- here's the thing. These, these are typically things, I guess maybe unless until that time at which you become a parent uh-huh. and you have to, and you're traveling alone with a child, <clears throat> you have to bring them into the stall with you. Right. Something like this. Mm-hmm. This is... One of the few acts that we perform alone. Right. And I think in my case, for example, I have been performing it alone since, say, age three or four. Right. Is there anything else, Dane, 
where you're just working off the training you received as a three-year-old. <laughs> totally unamended since then. Do you eat like a three-year-old? No, because you see other people eat all the time. Right. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. Do you dress yourself like? No. You've even seen. No. You. You know. You've been in locker rooms before. You get a sense of how people do this. Still. Are you? Uh... This is one of the few acts, Dane. Yeah. Even. Even. Well, I mean, listen. If you want to see someone masturbate. Right. There is ample video footage of it <laughs> yeah. available on Nigel Farage's internet. Yes. <clears throat> But uh, now, are they all right? Two things come to mind. Two questions. Mm-hmm. One: Are you angling to start a five hundred one c three to advocate communal pooping? <laughs> no. So that tradition no. can be passed down. No. Two: Are there any YouTube instructionals on how to? <laughs> Are you about to perform the search, or do I have to? I'm on a website. <laughs> I'm going to try how to poop first. <laughs> how to poop the healthy way. <laughs> oh, well, I do know that squatting, that there has been, there's a movement, not unlike the barefoot running movement. It's a return to our paleo roots, Dane. Uh-huh. Uh, that I think that you should be squatting while you poop. And I'm going to send you. <laughs> you probably just heard the tantalizing sounds of a screenshot. Okay. Did you not? I did. Yeah. Is this being rendered? Are you I using don't... some sort of uh, photo editing program right now? I'm going to dispatch this to you. Okay. And I just want you to let this headline breathe. Okay. Now, is it, is it as good as a headline we've seen previously, which was not, not veiny enough? <laughs> well, I'm not going to pretend that anything is going to top that. Okay. <laughs> but. Wait, is this with regard to poo and the headline is not veiny enough? <laughs> poo is not veiny enough. <laughs> okay, I have received. Okay. Received an image from you. The title of a YouTube video. Okay. It came up after I searched how to poop. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what it means. Okay. Not clicking. <laughs> First of all, I think that the biggest issue, my editorial urges come out, Dane. <laughs> the biggest issue I'll take is that the both of the T's. Yeah. Uh, we so we have two versions here of the, the, the infinitive verb. Yeah. Yeah. To get and to poop. Yes. Yeah. And that- I also object to all caps headlines anyway. Right. So um, there's one word here that is all capitalized, and that is the word poop. Yes. I'm willing to let that fly. That's fine. Because right. clearly that is the actionable word here. Yes. There's intent. Yeah. 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 Shall I read it? Yeah, by, by all means. <laughs> now, what search terms did you use to arrive at this video? I just said how to poop. <laughs> In the YouTube search bar. Okay. Fount of all that is wonderful. <laughs> did you you uh, did you open an incognito window to to do this? Not. I did not. Okay. So you're fine with you, anyone seeing this later. Uh, such a thing is not conceivable. But yeah, that'd be okay. fine. How to get is how it begins. How to get your bearded dragon to poop. <laughs> What? What? Is bearded dragon, is that some sort of street slang? <laughs> you know, that was my first thought. Yeah. yeah. And did you do, did you perform any reconnaissance to that effect? Uh, there, There is obviously a screen grab of the video next to it, which reveals it to be some sort of reptile. Oh, yes, it is. But, which is disappointing. I believe that is a pagona. <laughs> I would prefer the bearded dragon to be... <laughs> Now this this flag as you say. This I want badly. All right, I'm going to go. This this genus of reptile, Dane. Dictionary has anything on bearded dragon. The Pagona, Dane. Is this? Did this not appear? Did this not appear in a movie? This exact sort of dragon. This reptile. 
Lizard. Did it not appear in a 1980s comedy, early 90s comedy, starring a young Matthew Broderick and an old, broken Marlon Brando entitled The Freshman? I never saw it. Okay. I don't even know if I've... All right, there is a... Uh... That might have been a kimono dragon. There is a an Urban Dictionary entry for Bearded Dragon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> two of them I'm not going to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you an example sentence of the the definition that's fit for mixed company. Uh, my bearded dragon was taking a beardy's bath. Okay. Okay. When he started attacking his reflection in the cage. Well, that sounds like it's uh, like it concerns the the Pagonan, right? Beardy's bath, which I clicked on subsequently. Mm-hmm. When your bearded dragon takes a fat bath <laughs> and splashes around in, and altogether mucks up his water dish, yeah. but it's also quite adorable. Yeah. Would you like to hear the example sentence? <laughs> yeah. my, my lizard Pedro is taking a beardy's bath. Magnificent. I want to tell you something. Okay. Is that I, I've also pointed my internet browser to <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Okay. And I will say a roughly half <clears> – <throat> Of the definitions there concerning bearded dragon, <laughs> <laughs> they do address some form of street slang. Street slang that concerns genitals and yeah. <laughs> their relative hirsuteness. <laughs> right. right, as you would expect. But there's very little. I think we knew going in that that's what we're going to find. <laughs> yeah, but there's very little consensus. <laughs> some of them concern male, others female genitalia. Some of them um, take an ethnic tact, <laughs> while others are more about the coiffure itself. Sure. So there's not we're not reaching a lot of consensus here. Well, you know, some things are just you know, you're never gonna meet in the middle. You know, right? Yeah. Actually, meet in the middle. <laughs> it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. Would you, consider, would you consider titling this podcast "Bearded Meat in the Middle"? Okay. No, I'm, it's going to be Dane Perry's "Eau de Toilette." Eau de, eau de Toilette. Okay. That's Dane good. Perry's "Eau de Toilette." It's good that you have a title because this is about to end. Oh, why? Because I have things to do. Still in. It's been an hour. Okay. okay. Well, last question. You, I was actually present at your house when you were attempting to toilet train your son. Were you? Yes, for part of it at least. <laughs> I got the sense that it took months. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But yes, he he was he was on the he was in the liminal stages of huh? of mastery. Okay. <laughs> I like if it were the karate belt system. <laughs> Let's just say he definitely had a brown belt. Well, that's a high belt. Yeah, but it wasn't black and he had no stripes on it. Okay. Also, brown is the color of poo. That's right. I got that part. Yeah. He had, he had progressed from a yellow belt. I, I, just would, go, I would go with a yellow belt because it's you know still evocative of, of waste. Yeah, human waste. A lower, lower belt. By the way, I don't know if you've read Ernest Becker's Denial of Death. Nope. I read it simply because it was invoked during any... Uh, Woody Allen's Annie Hall. Oh, boy. But that book is mostly about poop. Okay. It is largely about poop. His, I think if I remember correctly, I read this book a long time ago. You talk for a minute. Yeah. His central hypothesis uh-huh. is that we attempt always to flee our mortality, but it is impossible because we poop in toilets. Yeah. We produce waste. Okay. What was what is the last time do you think that you uh, uh, you can ask me a question in a minute? Okay. You talking? I'm asking you the question now. 
there. Okay. Go ahead. At what point, or what was the last point at which you were forced, like at what date was your son's toilet training complete? And so thereby marking the last time that you checked in with him about his uh, his toilet practices. Well, the, the, it's not quite that simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have, uh, you know, some uh, wiping best practices to... Okay. Uh, oh, so this is something about which I was interested in. And, I, and I, reflecting back, because I don't have a child. Yeah. Because I'm not legally allowed. Correct. It's a, I'm... Uh, I'm in court about it right now. Okay, fair enough. But the so so I have only my own real experiences upon which I can reflect, and I don't remember the last time that like someone taught me, for example, like the last moment, the last sort of uh, lesson, the last teachable moment. Yep. For proper paper practices. Yeah, yeah it's uh, you know. It's ongoing. You're saying. Well, no, it's not ongoing anymore, but I'm saying that even after there's potty training, there's still like, you know, I need help. Yeah. I can't, you know, I can't get all of it out or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, there are, I mean, there are some situations you run across mm-hmm. where, you know, you just haven't had that experience before. Yeah, you know, I mean, for instance, when your first dangerous payload comes along, <laughs> You realize the scale of involved. Have you ever done that at a friend's house? What, stop at the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. What do you what's your what is your advice to listeners then? Well, who okay. have stopped well, up obviously you're gonna be doing the upper decker. <laughs> what do you mean upper decker? Do you not know what an upper decker oh, is? Oh I know what that is. No, I'm saying you I'm saying you go to you use their their Toilet with the best of intentions. No. But then end up clogging their toilet. Uh, definitely not the best of intentions. I'm not saying I'm saying pretend someone who had a conscience. Yeah. Right. They're using their friend's toilet and then they they block it up. What what's the next step? Well, I guess you know obviously there needs to be a plunger in the bathroom. Uh, but if it's kept like in like a utility closet or a different bathroom, then you're you know presented with a dilemma. Yeah, and you're also walking around with with waste in your butt because you can't you can't properly wipe at this so you point. You gotta finish the wipe. But you're only adding to the clog when you do that right. is the problem. Well, no, because it's clogged, and what you throw in after you wipe subsequently is just going to be floating. Yeah, maybe. It's independent of the initial of the original clog. But paper paper contributes to the clog. It can contribute to the clog. The paper you add to it after the clog is not contributing to the clog. It's above it. It's floating. Hmm. All right. What the f- is wrong with you? It's <laughs> good. So, question. Yeah, if, if there's a plunger handy, use it. Use it. What if, if it's just a if, it's just a sink plunger? If there's uh, you got to you know can't let the Perfect to the enemy of the good. Okay. And uh, you know, if 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 you can get a visual on a utility closet and there's not a plunger in there, you you, you know surreptitiously check that out. Um, possibly let it. You know, if it's clear floating paper, uh, then you can let the water go down and possibly pass blame to the next person <laughs> so it looks normal. Yeah. You know? Oh, I see. Yeah, because there is usually some sort of clear passage Yeah. in the toilet drain. Yeah. I think it's a fraught situation. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. A lot, there's a lot of anxiety. And if you just if you just stick with, you know, pooping in the upper tank. No. At a friend's house, you're not going to run into this issue. That's not it was something adults do. You don't do that. I know you don't do that. <laughs> and that's how you won the Medal of Honor. That's, that's how. That's how I met the president. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I met the Kenyan usurper. Last, last question. Um, is it true, Dane, that you have been described as the enemy of the good, but it has nothing to do with the fact that you're perfect? Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. You, you're dismissed, I guess. Yeah, damn right, I am. All right. If you need any questions, Dane, about growing radishes, uh, carrots, 
Spinach. The carrots haven't come up yet. They they germinate late. You gonna give uh, you gonna give uh, potatoes a run? Yeah, next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, a little bit of an extra layer of trash can potatoes. What's that all about? You can grow them in a trash can. Is that right? Yeah. I know that they need to grow in shade. And so usually what you can do is you can one thing you can do is you can pile up straw over the roots there, sort of, mm-hmm. and then the potatoes grow in the straw. You just put your hand in, pull out a potato. Yeah. When, it's, when it's harvest time. Amen. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I'm really excited to do is garlic. Yeah, you can you can do that over the winter, I believe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would just I would, I'm very excited to just have a whole bed of garlic. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that. Easy to store. Lasts a long time. Onion too. Onion and garlic. We we use so much. Yeah, those are those are those are useful additions to any kitchen. Yeah. Mouthfeel. Okay. Right, well, mouthfeel. All right, Dane. I want to thank you mm-hmm. for participating. I'll say that has been Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio. CBS, it's CBSSports.com. Okay. Say that. <laughs>